Welcome to Photo Mission Focus, discussing photography. Each episode, we discuss a different photography subject. With my co-host Terry, we try and make some sense of the things we love about photography and some of the things we don't love as much. Come join us. Welcome to Photo Mission Focus. Terry, what are you doing? You're fidgeting. I'm fidgeting, yeah. Terry's fidgeting. That's, was that the sugar? I was about to say, it's probably a combination of the sugar and the coffee we've just ingested. The ca- sugar and the caffeine. We do actually record quite a fair few of these in one sitting, so caffeine and sugar is required halfway through. That's right. So for those, for those who want to kind of get your head around the process, what, what we do is we basically, we talk for about an hour before we record Mm. Um, we'll chat. We'll chat about sometimes about just stuff that's been happening and some of the things that we're going to talk about, and then we kind of formulate the ideas. And we have a list of topics that we then pick. Some we typically do four, record four in one sitting. Yeah. <laughs> so we typically record two and then have a break and then record the other two. So by the time we come towards the end, we're either highly caffeinated or very yeah, <laughs> exhausted. So if you notice, there's a bit of a change in pitch or. Throughout the podcast from week to week, you can try and work out which one, which <laughs> one's got the, sh- the sugar highs kicked in on. Right now, below. <laughs> right now below. So, what are we going to have a chat about for this podcast? Well, this one I thought we, and it was just something I was thinking about the other day, and I was thinking mm. about how photography's become a part of social interaction. Mm, very much so. It's a communication style, isn't it? Well, it's how we communicate. Like, yeah. you know, photography for the mainstream, it was something that you. You did to capture a moment, yeah. you documented it, you know, yeah. whatever, portrait or, you know, like the wedding stuff that you do. Mm. But photography has been used in a broader sense today where it's actually been used, it's it's how we communicate with people, what we're doing, what we're up yeah. to, how we're feeling. Yes. So people will put up photos of if they're having a good time when they're out. Yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, look, I'm having a great yeah, time. Yeah, because they're sharing, aren't they're they? They're sharing. Yeah. So photos aren't no longer regarded as something that you – snap and put in an album mm. and, and put it in the cupboard and they sit there and then you pull them out mm. every Christmas and flip through them. Mm. Photos now have become an integral part of our communication they style. They have, yeah. You know? Yeah. And I think, you know, the old adage, uh, photo says a thousand words, mm. is quite often if you're doing something, you can drop a photo in mm. and it. You, sometimes you don't have to explain. And I also think we can almost extend that because – like we we think of of photographs being the only form of visual communication, but I'd, I'd have to say it's it's almost visual media now. So yes. we, you can incorporate gifs and memes, which are really you know they're forms of photographs or video format. Yes, and well that's right. I mean, definitely the, for social interaction, aren't they? Well, well that's what they're done for. I mean, people do it to, like I said, convey how they're feeling. Yeah, convey what they're doing, mm-hmm. convey where they're at. Like yes. I mean, like there's a lot of you know location type. Shots taken. To- <laughs> I have a friend that sends me screen dumps of the map of where she is if if I need to find out where she is. And I'm like, could you send me a pin? That might help me. <laughs> Actually, it wouldn't help me at the moment because the GPS on my phone has stopped working, which is so unusual. So how, how do you have this problem with technology, Terry? Is oh, that- you don't even want to know the list of things that have gone wrong in the last two weeks with technology. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But it's funny how sometimes people do have a run of technology failures where you have um, – look, my iPhone 
it just randomly rings people and it just does my head in. And your iPad starts talking to oh, us halfway through yeah, podcast. We'll, we'll be doing a it? podcast. We won't even mention that girl. Yeah, but she just and starts jibber jabbering off in the and, corner. And we're going, what? <laughs> what are you on? <laughs> I don't want to yeah. mention. I don't want to mention her name because she's, she will. She'll start having. She's, she's she, in the next room, but I'm sure she'll yeah, start talking to herself. She will. She will. So here, so go there talking about me. Yes. But yeah, look, photography has become like I said. I mean, photography has always been an international language where mm. it doesn't matter what na- what nationality, what language you speak. If you show someone a photograph, yeah, th- there's no there's no other explanation. Like there's no. Where if, if I hand you if I hand you some text and it's written in you know some foreign language it's written in German yeah and you can't speak German you're going to have to like translate it to see what yeah. what it is so yeah but if I hand you a picture that was you know taken anywhere in the world I'd understand that you'd understand it straight yeah. away like straight yeah. away you look at that picture and you go and you'll look at the elements in that picture uh-huh. and, you, and you'll start drawing yeah drawing conclusions from yeah. The cues that are in yeah. the in the photo, yeah. And if you ever think about the formats that we do communicate on these days, so the the social media platforms that we're all they're all very connected with, they're very visual based. So yes. Facebook is and was for quite some time. It was very static image based. Yes. You know, you could put put memes up, which were a very early form of of comical visual yes. <laughs> entertainment. Yes. People, I still use memes. And gifts and all sorts of crazy things to communicate with my friends for humour. Yes. And I, 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 you know, Instagram is completely visual, you know, and you've got TikTok and that's their mini videos and the like. So it's definitely something that we use for social interaction. I, I think more so, look, the, the younger the generation, the more the more it's used as a, as a means of communication. Yeah. You know, like we, we just see that, like I said, the uptake of, of things like TikTok and those types of platforms. Mm. I think some of the older generation don't use it as much, but they're getting into it more. That's the, right. The older generation are starting to kind of embrace it. Yeah. And I think, look, you know, there's a whole there's a whole lot of reasons why photography has become that new, one of the parts of our language, it's a new language, mm. is because everyone's got access to photography. Mm-hmm. Every person, there's pretty much, you know, in the modern world, there's pretty much every person has the ability to better take or make a photo. Look at our phones. They have a, cameras on them nowadays. Got, that's right. People have got yeah. devices that they can use to capture images, yeah. even if you don't have a phone, if you had a yeah. tablet. Yeah. But even people capture you know, screenshots on their laptop with yeah. the camera in the laptop, yeah. that type of stuff. Yeah. So, but there's so many possibilities. There's so, there's so many ways people can actually, like I said, you know, capture an image mm. and then use that image mm. to tell a story. And yeah. I'm just wondering, does it mean now too that people are getting getting better at telling stories yeah. with, with photos? I, I think so. I absolutely think so. If you have a look at the calibre of imagery that's coming out from the younger generation these days in comparison to what what we were creating, and by no means am I saying that we don't know what we're doing. Yes. But the level of skill that's coming out of, of the younger generation and the way that they're communicating through imagery is phenomenal. Yep. Like they're picking things up that has taken us have taken us many, many years to perfect. Well you've got to remember that there's a lot of copycat behaviour where people can see someone doing something and then be able to pick it up and and sometimes like they just have a natural flair for it. Mm, mm. And and I mean I've always thought that living in this time of technological evolution mm. is that there's gonna be more and more photographers discovered 
mm-hmm. and, and like some of the greatest photography is yet to be taken. Mm-hmm. But I, I think right. I think we've got to got I think we've got this enormous mechanism that allows people to find photography and find their skill in photography. Yeah. Where yeah. Pre- previously, because photography used to be such a technical hands-on expensive expensive yeah. thing that it it wasn't it wasn't accessible to the general yeah. public yeah absolutely I mean, I mean that's why look there was companies who you know brought out the instamatic cameras mm-hmm. and the idea of those cameras was to make it you know simple they were some of them were self-loading they were really easy to load mm. you just drop the film in you didn't have to put on the sprocket yeah you just drop it and close it and it just kind of picks the film up and winds it through yeah so they were trying to take away all the technical aspects for people, so yeah. people didn't have to get bogged down in the. I mean, can you can you remember? I don't know if, how, how you um, when you used to load thirty five mil film, and you would have and to you, roll it onto a sprocket. I would I would always I would always like because you knew there was a fair bit of lead on the film. Yeah. Right. So I'd always put it in, get it lined up on the sprockets. I'd kind of pull the film back so it was tension. Mm-hmm. I'd start winding it on before I closed the back, mm-hmm. making sure that. The cogs were engaged in mm. correctly because what you didn't want is that film would slip off. <laughs> yeah, and, te- and tear, <laughs> or it'd slip off and you'd be mm. you'd be shooting in it, which is it wouldn't have gone anywhere and you've yeah. actually just the, the, the gone transport over. the transport yeah. mechanism didn't actually yeah. pick up and move it. But but the other thing too, I don't know if you ever shot in very very cold climates, mm-hmm. but film gets quite brittle and in those kind of low very mm. low near freezing. Mm. I can remember. A trip I did around the US, and it was in in winter, and it was very, very cold. So I was always mindful of of when I was putting a roll of film, I'd try and warm the film up. Or, but if you're shooting out in the field, yeah, you know, sometimes like you pull a roll of film out of your backpack, and it was actually just about frozen. Yeah, not the cold didn't. The good thing about it, cold didn't affect the emulsion because I used to store my film in the fridge. Yeah, yeah. Well, That's we would do that as well living in Darwin. We would keep our film the, in the fridge. Yeah, to extend the life of it. Yeah, and also, you know, our our film would actually be, um, the integrity of the film would be diminished from the humidity, yes, which was something yes. that we had to be mindful of as well. I remember getting films sent in the mail from Victoria up to Darwin when I was living there, trying to get some really great film that we couldn't get locally. Yes, and it had sat in my mailbox in 35-degree heat. heat. It cool. was just absolutely – I didn't even bother using it. It just, just went straight into the bin, yeah, you know, yeah. and back then it was like $20 a roll. Yes. <laughs> it was like a lot of money back those days. Exactly. Yeah. So so, te- so technology's changed now. So like I said, so many people now have the ability to use photography. Mm-hmm. and But it's the way we share photos because all the platforms now are very much geared up that they're expecting you – to take a photo with the sole purpose of sharing that with somebody. Mm-hmm. It's not taken to be printed. Mm-mm. You know, all these shots are not Mm-mm. taken to be printed, which, which you and I as photographers, we'd be also always mindful that the shots that we're creating are going to be printed yeah. at some point. Yeah. These ones like just created for the moment and, and but to the point too where it was just created just for a very brief time and so some people it's just that for one person. Yeah. So you've created an image for someone and sent it to them. Yeah, and not that's it. That's 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 its job done. It's not not going to show up anywhere else. Yeah, I was watching. It was a program on um, Stan or Netflix. It was I think it was called Emily in Paris or something like that. And right, she yeah. was using photographs to to share where she was. Yes, and I 
I feel it was maybe Instagram. I've only seen a few episodes of it, but it was very much the intention where she was sharing her life and what she was doing on the daily. Yes. And she gathered a great Instagram following or whatnot. And if you think about Instagram influencers, they do the same thing. They're using the social media platforms as a form of communication. It may not necessarily be what's really happening. No, no, it can be be a bit skewed. It can be skewed off-centre where we know that, yeah, that whole... Facility has been kind of people. Have, I mean, you know yourself. Look, you can craft a photograph to to tell a story one way or the other, mm. and sometimes in a in a situation where you you know you have to manipulate the way you shoot it to make it the place look better than it actually is. Mm. Um, and the same same thing happens is you can shoot somewhere to make it look like it's not as pleasant as it actually is as well. Mm. So it goes both ways. So. Yeah. So people have got quite good at being able to craft photos to tell a particular, to have a particular theme or have a particular story line that's going to come through in that photo. Yeah, so true, so, so true. And I think that's why, I mean, there's so many filters being developed. Like That's why people, they take a photo and they just know what filter they're going to draw and that filter will change the look of that photo. It might give it a grungy, you know what I mean, look. I actually don't mind some of the the um, filter techniques that are coming back in, like, yes, I understand that it's not necessarily, you know, technically the way that things should be done, but it is. It's it's, it's selecting a style for your imagery, isn't it, essentially, you well, know? Well, well, it is. I mean, if we're talking, we, you know, we're talking about about photography being a part of social interaction. Mm. So... You're it, setting a scene. You're setting a mood. Well, to... well everyone, everyone has their own, uh, how would you say, niche part of the world they live in like mm-hmm. so so you could be very heavily into um 60s right mm-hmm. so you like the 60s style of yeah. music yeah you like the 60s style of of dresses yeah. you, you like those those elements right mm-hmm. so it, it's fair to think that you're going to try and emulate photographs that were maybe reminiscent of the 60s yeah you know those kind of shots that were taken the color wasn't quite on on par, and the mm. colour was a bit washed mm. out, a bit brown looking. Yeah. Quite often too, the edges of the pictures were actually um, burnt. No, curved. Like they oh had, yes, they, yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't weren't square. Yeah, and they used to have Rounded scalloped off. edges. Yeah. Do you remember those? Yeah, ones? scalloped. Oh gosh, showing my age here. Yeah. So there's all there's all those things that people are, can emulate now using filters and stuff, mm. and the, but that kind of plays into the whole thing that that it's a part of that, you know. Communication. Yeah, it's a part of how you're telling that story or how you. That's right. Conveying a feeling mm. that you're going to be able to use some of those things. Yeah. In your images, it's yeah. quite a creative world that we're living in at the moment, and it's, oh, it's, it's phenomenal. very exciting. Look, look for photography. It's one of the most exciting times mm. ever because mm. there's so much happening in the photography space with the camera development. I mean, mm. you know, the mirrorless stuff. As you know, we've both recently gone mirrorless, mm-hmm. and I mean, I just. I'm, I just love the creative flexibility mm. that I can get out, out of my mirrorless stuff. And mm. I mean, I was shooting some stuff in the city, really low light stuff. I'm shooting this thing at punching at 12,800 12, ISO. Mm. They're shots that I couldn't got before. Mm. I just, they're shots that I just wouldn't have even attempted to take. Yeah, absolutely agree. But I can take those and then I can share those. So, you know, my Instagram feed is quite often, it's a bit of a diary what's happening in Brisbane. So a lot of that, a lot of the content in there is actually stuff that I've shot on the weekends, what I've seen, 
you know, some of the festivals that have been happening. Yeah. We've, yeah. Had, we've had this fantastic. You went to the lighting thing in yeah, uh, the Botanical Gardens the, the other day, which I was looking for that online the other day with a friend and we couldn't see anything anywhere. So she was really clever and jumped on and started checking out the hashtags on Instagram yes. to find out what what was happening because yes. there was no information. We couldn't find anything. No, and that's right. And that's what I'll do now. I'll jump on. I'll put a hashtag in. I mean, at the moment there's the um, – It'll be over by the time this this podcast comes out. But the Brisbane Street Art Festival. Mm. So there's a lot of live murals being painted. So people. Well, they still exist though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, See, because I'm so curious about that one. Yeah, yeah. So, so no, no. All all those images that are created for this, you know, thing, they'll 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 have a fairly long life before the, you know, I can't see why they paint them over. And you're raising a really good point there. So if you ever photograph anything that's visually kind of interesting, mm. consider geotagging so that other people can find it if you have a public platform that yeah. you're, well, you're you, sharing those images on. Yeah, so if I, what I tend to do on a lot of the things, I'll I'll put in the location, which mm. you know, it's at South Bank, so you know that that image was taken at South Bank. Yeah. So that's a really easy way for people to kind of, you know, work That's out right. where it is. Yeah, and I think with geotagging it goes even further it, and you can you find can, that exact pinpoint, that you, location. Well, that's right, you can. You can go down yeah. right to the, the exact coordinates. And some of the artwork you were sharing before was absolutely incredible. It's definitely worth having a look at if anyone's oh, look, in the city having a having a scout around. Look, some of the art, street art is phenomenal. And, yeah. And like I said, I, I think street art, and again, it's that's become, it's a part of mm. the way we communicate. So, so excited about that fact. So some of those images that are depicted in those street art images, mm. you know, there's one that I was showing you of a girl. She's got a, she's kind of down. She's got a dog behind her. Mm-hmm. She's got a coffee. Mm-hmm. She's probably contemplating the world. She's with mm. her best friend probably. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, people can relate to those things as well. Yeah, yeah. That, that it's just like the way she was dressed, the shoes she was wearing. Yeah. That type of stuff. There's so many visual cues in there. And I think you've really just hit it on the head there. People are finding that imagery relatable. And that's the great thing about using images as like social communication. Yes. It's creating that relatable. Well, they're real. They're yeah, real. They're real absolutely. things. Absolutely. Yeah. So you get to see, you know, like if someone's at a place. And the other thing too, but it's kind of becoming, and this falls into the whole social interaction thing, is, is mm. like you said, you went looking for the hashtag because you were interested to see what mm. was there. I use that all the time. So when I kind of know something's coming up, I'll go, ah, one of that looks You're like. really savvy at it, yeah. Yeah, so one of that looks like and I'll go mm. and I'll look at it and I'll go, okay, cool. And then I'll get a bit of a, what I like is I'll get a bit of a, a theme. I'll see what other people have shot and I'll go, mm. so when I go there, I've actually already got an idea. I'm not going to shoot that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to shoot, go somewhere, shoot it different mm-hmm. because that's kind of always my thing is if, if I don't want to produce more of the same, mm. you know what I mean? I want to produce something that's, that's different. That's a really interesting point, actually, because someone has given me a commercial job coming up in the next few months, and I did. I actually asked to see past work so yes. that I didn't create anything that was similar to what they'd already received. And so that's a really good point to how you address things when you're doing personal projects that are out in, you know, the yep. social world or whatnot. Well, I mean, yeah. I've, I've got something in my Instagram bio that original content creator. Yeah, nice. So, so I've always put that in there because yeah. because that's been one thing that I've always I've always strived to do. I, I want to from my photography. I want to create original content. Mm-hmm. I don't want to replicate what other no. people have done. No. So I'll take stuff, and even though it, the subject could be the same, mm-hmm. and again, because if it depending on what it is, sometimes 
you've only have a small amount of choices on how you can shoot something. Yeah. And the challenge always as a photographer is is trying to find that different angle, trying That's to right. find it. Yeah. So you yeah. can you can tell tell the story differently, and then mm. I think then that becomes a part of my social interaction of other people. So I know a lot of people who follow me on Instagram mm. love my stories because I yeah. put a lot of stuff behind the scenes. Yeah. And they just want to see, and and it gives them ideas. Oh wow, I'm going to go. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go and shoot something and such. I saw his pictures and. That was so cool. Like, I always have a look at – well, I'm not on social media often at all these days and um, please forgive me, anyone, if you do write comments and I don't get a chance to see them for quite some time. But I always enjoy looking at what you've been up to on the weekends. I'm like, oh, Steve's out and about again. That's he's awesome. Out, he's, been, he's been everywhere. <laughs> no, you, you definitely know what's going on in Brisbane. It's great. Well, I'm, I'm kind of lucky that we, we, we spend a fair bit of time on the, in the city and – I try to keep my finger on the pulse. I like to know because that's that's what I'm. I mean, that's my whole thing. I want to create new stuff. Mm. So I want, I, I I want to go to the city and I want to shoot, but I don't want to shoot the same thing mm. because again, I'm. It's again about that. Yeah. Social interaction. How I'm going to use that photography and how mm. people connect with it. And people probably don't want to see if I go and shoot exactly the same thing every week. People are going to get bored with that really yeah, quick. Yeah, absolutely. But the challenge, like I said, is to try and keep it fresh and yeah. trying to to kind of keep coming up with new angles and looking for those different things. And, mm. you know, the other week we did a – I did a walk around West End. I did a whole kind of loop at the bottom end of the river mm-hmm. and and up the side streets and different things and spotted stuff there that I hadn't seen before. Yeah, right. Which is really cool. Yeah. I spotted some really good brick buildings and I love taking – I will shoot – backdrop so i'll see a building that's really interesting like it might mm. be the texture yeah and i'll i won't know where i'm going to use that mm. but at some point i'll take another picture and i'll go you know what this will look really good superimposed on that yeah because you do a lot of composite images yeah don't you? yeah and we and thinking of composite images i mean <laughs> I, I, I meant to bring this up in the production meeting uh, terry, i know where this is going i have not done my homework i'm terry, so sorry terry's gonna do some work on composite <laughs> images because we're going to do a future podcast about composite images but Terry's not confident to do it yet until she's actually done some. Yeah, well, yeah. And thankfully, but not thankfully, I had a bumper month last month work-wise, which... Um, which is good. It's great. It's it's great financially, but it's 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 been crazy. Like you said, it, it, the, the trouble is obviously now you've got it, the, the part, and this is... And this is this is one of the challenges I think for working professional photographers. Is mm. you, once you do get a lot of work and you go and you're punching in all this work, but then you've got to sit down and you've got to edit it. Oh, and I tell you and what, my editing pile is just getting larger and larger and larger. And I've actually made a decision to not take on any more work for a few weeks until I catch up. So and that's going to be even harder on the hip pocket. You know, it's like yeah, yep. financially it was great for a while, but now not so great. Yeah, but that's why you can understand why people start to bring in people to edit the photos. Yeah, while they, they have a third party editing. Absolutely, yeah. that's always the dream, isn't it? it is <laughs> to outsource it. Right. Yeah, but we were actually having a chat about social interaction as you're using photography as social interaction yeah and that's what i'm saying yeah I, i'm just like i said i i love seeing what other people do yeah and i love when people do do go to the trouble of of posting stuff as well like they're posting stuff that's that's interesting and showing mm. you something mm. and again like i said it's just it's just the new way of doing stuff like, yeah and, and i i just it's here to stay. Like it's not going. It's not going away. Like people were going. Oh, photography's going to die out at some point. No way. 
I think photography is one of those, it's, it's an area that's just going to grow because more and more people will be embracing it. Mm. And and like I said, you know, we did a, we talked about a podcast a few weeks ago about how photography is all around us. It's on our cereal packets. It's, you know, it's on billboards. It's, yeah. People have pictures on their clothes. And, you know, mm-hmm. like it's everywhere. So you see photography. Mm. So photography is not going anywhere. And like I said, I think it's just going to become more and more of a language. Yeah. Yeah, you know, the language yeah. of photography. It's just going to be refined more and more, isn't it? It is. It is. It's yeah. just going to be. It's just going to get better and better. And and mm. yeah, we're going to see more and more. Yeah. Of it. Yeah. Terry, we always love you know doing these podcasts and that type of stuff, mm. and we love people's comments. So we when we put these you know episodes together, we chat about a lot of stuff. We always like to hear people's feedback. So mm. we love we love the DMs we get. We get a lot. I've had of, some great ones lately. Yeah, really yeah. fantastic. Straight, you know, messages people have yeah. come to us, and quite often some of our podcasts have really hit a chord with people. Mm. We've had quite a few lately where you know we've had a particular podcast and it's really resonated with them and they where they're at mm. with their photography. Yeah, absolutely. And and they've shared how that how it's actually been helpful to them, which is great for us for doing this. You know, like because mm. we do this purely out of love for photography. Mm. We love kind of helping people and and that type of stuff. So, but you know. If, we can jump on, we're both on Instagram, jump on, have a look what Terry's up to, have a look mm. what I'm up to. You might find out, like I said, what's happening around Brisbane and mm. with Terry with some of the stuff around the, the sunny coast. Yeah, yeah. I'm absolutely so keen to get out and explore the sunny coast a bit more once uh, once <laughs> I've got my workload under control. Get, get that editing under control, <laughs> yes, Terry. goodness me. That's it. We're going to lock Terry away for a few. <laughs> it's happening tomorrow. I'm a little bit frightened, actually. It's going to be, yeah, it was a few days last week where it didn't even come up for air. Oh, jeez. Crazy. All right. <laughs> look, Terry, always great to chat. Yeah, and, thanks. Um, Till next time. Good one. We'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to this edition of Photo Mission Focus discussing photography. I hope you enjoyed the episode. If you did so, leave us a comment. Or if you have a suggestion for a future show, drop that in the comments as well. And just remember, the next photo you take could be your best yet. Thanks for listening.